0: Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com Registered Training Organisation 31352 Today's guest is Darren Federick. Although Darren's worked in the horse industry as a professional riding instructor, Today we're going to talk about his specialisation as a vaulting lunger, trainer, coach and coach educator. How are you today, Darren?
1: Not bad, Glamis.
0: Good, good. Darren, we normally start people off with a quote, so it could be an inspirational quote or a quote that you often use when you're teaching. What have you got for us?
1: Well, sort of the quote that I got that comes to mind, sort of thing, is it's about feeling and harmony with the horse. Okay. It's a big thing.
0: And when did you get that quote? Did you feel at a time that you weren't in harmony with the horse and all of a sudden you got that and it really made a difference to you?
1: Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, I got it back sort of um, from my a German coach sort of thing from many years ago sort of when I was a younger fellow. So sort then of she sort of said, can you feel this? And it's like, no. And then she just went through and then it's like, oh, okay, that <laughs> works Good, good.
0: Okay, and I suppose you use that for your own students?
1: All the time. It's such an important aspect, especially with the vaulting, that this feeling in harmony with the horse, if you're not in harmony with the horse or feeling the horse, then you're going to fall off pretty quick. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, good. Now, Darren, thinking about, I'm going to ask you two questions here. I'm going to ask you, first of all, how you started with horses and then how you started with vaulting.
1: Well, like my professional instructors, I sort of grew up through the Pony Club system and sort of come up through there and sort of then sort of continued on and went from strength to strength, I suppose, with the riding in that respect. But I think there's a lot of professional instructors out there that have come through the Pony Club and started young, you know, five-year-olds hooning around in their ponies and bending race (laughs) and then moving up to the eventing and the dressage and that as you sort of grow along and sort of different contacts and that.
0: And can you remember your first memories? I mean, were your parents horsey? Were you, they not? Do you remember your first memory, the first time you sat on a horse, rode a horse?
1: One of the first memories I have about being on a little fat Shetland and she going over the under the hitching rail and me being left on the hitching rail, sort of that was <laughs> one of my early okay. members. Yep, yep. yep.
0: And were your parents horsey? They had horses or what was the story there?
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole family, we all grew up sort of, you know, typical pony club family, I suppose, sort okay. of, you know, doing okay. things.
0: Yep, yep, good. Now, how long ago were you introduced to vaulting? Because that's really a specialisation now. Do you remember when you first got introduced to vaulting and when that was, what it was
1: like? Well, I suppose my first time that I got involved, it was in respect to having a German riding coach, so you sort of got us to do some vaulting stuff on the lunging horse, and it was very basic, sort of sitting there, sort of sitting to the inside, et cetera, just to get a better seat in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but actually the first time I really got involved with a vaulting coach, and that was sort of Frank Spardinger from Austria. He was over here doing clinics and at Dolson Park, yep. the place where I used to work and that. Yep. Met him there, and it was just by sheer accident, they asked me to come back and work back, and Frank sort of started his clinic, and it's like, well... Well, But also, you know, for me, it was like almost meant to be because I have a gymnastics background as well. So I grew up doing gymnastics and riding horses. So Mm -hmm. that's exactly what vaulting is.
0: Okay. That's worked out well then. Yeah. Now, the people that have influenced you, you said about Frank, anyone else particularly to do with vaulting that you could say, well, you know, they've influenced me, they've changed the way I think about vaulting or changed the way that I do things, teach, anything else?
1: Yeah, I think the vaulting coaches, the Germans and the Austrians, are obviously vaulting's huge in Europe and that stuff. I mean, the thing that I've found with that is that they've opened your eyes to sort of be willing to adapt and change and evolve because, I mean, it's a youth sport and we're so evolving all the time. Things that we were doing five years ago are sort of simple exercises now and then we're doing things so you're sort of having to evolve and I think that's something that... The vaulting coaches have taught me, whereas a riding coach, you tend to sort of teach the same things, you know, sort of the, in that respect, you know, this is a sitting trot, this is sort of half past this thing. It's the same method where vaulting, because it's evolving and it's coming up with totally new movements you're having to sort of keep changing and evolving.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then because it's a youth sport, because usually it's only the youth that actually are the athletes, isn't it? So the older people still get involved as lunges, is that right?
1: That's correct. I mean, the idea, you know, this is where I, I love vaulting in respects that, you know, the vaults start out as young guys. They, they're the athletes and as, as well as the horse and the lunger as well. But the, they move through, and as they become older and that stuff, they normally come on to become coaches or lungers and that stuff. So it's just really evolving through the system sort of thing in that respect. We, it, we rely on our young vaulters come through to become lungers and coaches. I mean, and that's great about our sport. Okay, good, good.
0: Now can you you know, you see people come on and I'm sure you get a big variety of people coming into the sport. For people to go on and do well, what are the core skills or personality traits that they need to go on to become a successful vaulter as in an athlete?
1: Yeah. Well there's like two sort of things. There's the vaulters, sort of thing. I mean sort of what we're seeing is a lot of the um vaulters, they come through they might start out basic riding in that respect, or some of them are not riders at all, but they have that very much the gymnastics aspect and sort of acrobatics and things like that. So that's what's coming from the vaulter side. But the lunges in that respect, they're sort of, a lot of them are, are mothers and, you know, older vaulters and stuff that are riding in that. And they're bringing the horse handling, the management of the horses in that respect, how to get them fit, you know, from knowledge they're bringing in from beforehand. So what we're finding is that our lunge is becoming more knowledgeable, bringing that how to get a horse fit, how to train them to go soft, how to train them to think that's coming from that riding background. And it's an important aspect of what we do. We're not sort of this sort of magical sort of there's your vaulting horse. I mean, they have to be spend as much hours under saddle and mm. as they do in the lunge.
0: Okay, okay. Now, what about thinking of the athletes now? You know, the athletes and the riders. Do you see young riders come through that end up going and competing at a higher level? What sort of skills would they have to get started and go on as a vaulter
1: well the thing is most of the kids when they start they're normally quite young sort of when they start in the sport i mean there's some mm-hmm. older teenagers and that come on but most of them are quite young so they have a very basic sort of thing and we sort of develop them and bring them through our system because uh, we have grading systems and things in that respect so one of the things that we're finding the ones that are coming through with a riding background quickly picking up aspects and then then they had to apply the physical training in respects to the gymnastic side of it or the vaulting side of it as well. But they're the ones, we're finding the ones that have a riding background are the ones that are able to come through progress quite quickly through mm-hmm. uh, up to a higher level because they have that understanding of the horse and the feel of the horse.
0: Okay, and do you think that's confidence as well? If they can already ride, they're a little bit more likely to sort of let go and attempt things that maybe a non-rider would do?
1: Well, it's a bit of both, Glenys. in respects that, you know, there's some really brave young kids that come through that have never ridden a horse or done anything like mm-hmm. the horse, but they're just really gutsy and brave. But generally, it's because those riders do have that background and the confidence and they're sort of saying, okay, yeah, the horse is being okay, the horse is doing this, I can do this other uh, thing. So, yeah, the riding definitely helps the vaulters. But as I said, there's a lot that are sort of also able to sort of do quite well without the horsey background. They sort of get okay. the horsey knowledge from vaulting.
0: All right. Now, you talked about the parents coming and just helping and keeping the horses going and everything else. Do, vaulters have, do vaulting horses, is there a special vaulting horse that you think is the ideal one? Is the one that you've come across that you think, he's the best that you've had or are they all, you know, you tell me about the vaulting horses.
1: Yeah, well, because now in our sport, the vaulting horse actually has a weighting of about 25% of our final mark that the athlete gets Mm -hmm. is the horse score thing as not just the vaulting. Where we first started in the sport many years ago, it was just the vault of the horse was a platform to do things on, but that becomes things. So now – They did look, obviously, Europe. They got the big, lovely, warm bloods, which are nice, moving horses, big, bored horses. We don't have a lot of warm bloods here. So I made a conscious choice probably 20 years ago to go to the Persia on crosses because what I found with them, they're nice, big, strong horses. Yes, their movement might not be as a thing, but once you sort of get them going in that respect, they're very consistent sort of horses in that respect. So my Ideal vaulting horses, and I've had several of them, we've mm-hmm. been very lucky, A Persia on crosses, normally okay. thoroughbreds or warm bloods.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. What do you think your proudest moment's been as a vaulting
1: coach? My proudest moment was getting my own team to the mm-hmm. World Equestrian Games in Normandy. That okay. was the, the biggest thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's, you know, you get any any group or if you're coaching, even just an individual rider to coach at that level, that's pretty special. That's good. Good.
1: It certainly is, yes.
0: What about your biggest challenge?
1: Biggest challenge I think is in respect to trying to get our sport out there. I mean we're very a minority sport here in Australia and I think we have to face the fact that we're always probably going to be a minority sport here. But the biggest challenge is constantly sort of like oh, the circus people or something like that. We're not the circus people. We're actually very dedicated horse people and so we're trying to sort of keep on overcoming the circus tag and letting the Mm -hmm. other equestrian guys realise that we are also equestrian people.
0: Yes, yes, okay. Now thinking about, you know, because you run a lot of clinics, you do a lot as a coach educator, what do you think in teaching people how to do vaulting or the vaulters themselves, what do you think they've got? What do you think one of their challenges is? Because I want to ask you how to fix it as well. You know, a challenge for the vaulters or a challenge for the people teaching vaulting?
1: All right. Well, the challenge for the vaulters is, again, this... Getting this harmony with the horse, the feeling with the horse, when they should be doing the swings to handstand, when they should be standing, how to do that, and that's probably the vaulter's biggest challenge. It's an ongoing thing from, you know, depending on what level they're at and what skill they're performing as they progress up the levels, they're still having to keep coming back to this harmony with the horse because, I mean, it's simple. If you don't have it, you fall off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, so you need to get it pretty quick. Yes. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me interrupt to let people know about the horse industry qualifications at onlinehorsecollege.com. If you have a look at the flexible options, there's online theory with practical components that can be completed by video or with a qualified expert in your area. That website again is onlinehorsecollege.com. Thanks. Do you think the harmony is the big thing that the coaches aren't teaching? They find it a bit hard to teach. Is that the same thing, or is it something else that comes in for the coaches, for the people teaching vaulting?
1: Well, I know the driving coach clinics as a coach educator to coaches and trying to help them. I mean, it's a because a lot of the coaches are sort of amateur and that stuff, because, I mean, there's not that huge sort of body of people sort of thing, so most of them are amateur coaches in that respect. So they're finding it hard to sort of get that idea of harmony because, I mean, they might not have a really strong riding background or they just haven't had that explained to them properly. And that's what I'm finding when I give clinics is sometimes it's simply just getting the lunger to sit on the horse and say, well... Can you feel that? Can you feel what's happening here? Mm. Can you come on to your knees and things? And I think that's sort of, um, you know, with the lunges, it's that aspect that you've got to say, okay, you need to sort of sit on the horse and feel what the vaulters are feeling, feeling the movement of the horse. And it's amazing how many people are not taught, and some of them are riders, a lot of them are riders. They don't have a feeling for the horse. They're just, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, well, you're supposed to feel, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's quite educational for them to look at it through the eyes of a volta. What about you you talked before about the grading system. Can you just briefly go over the grading system you're talking about?
1: Yeah, what we've introduced in Australia, we picked it up from the Germans early in the piece and there's a grading system which the idea it's like a level sort of thing. There's one, two, up to five and level fives are gold and fours are silver and of bronze in the lower levels and the idea is that they learn there's basic bolting skills they learn also part of the levels is also about understanding the rules then there's horse care And then there's sort of things about the horses so the levels are nothing to do with competition they're all about sort of knowledge of the vaulters in respects to make sure that our vaulters have you know they're safe when they're dealing with the horses they understand okay how to lead the horse correctly how to tie the horse up how to brush the horse these are all part of the levels and it goes up to obviously the gold level they're able to train their own vaulting horse in that respect that's mm-hmm. what the aim is and the level one is for the little ones knowing how to lead the horse safely how to brush the horse and pick his feet and things like that so as well as there's a vaulting aspect as well as the um rules and things so it's, i think it's a great idea i think it's a good way to make sure that our athletes have a knowledge about the horse as well
0: yep yep now if people want to get involved in vaulting how do they do that
1: well, people want to get involved with vaulting because uh, vaulting is a little bit unique in respects that you literally have to go and join up with one of the clubs and that stuff. It's not a place where you can just use your own horse or something because the horses take, you know, it, to train a vaulting horse to a, the high level, the dealing with the higher level, it takes about three to four years to get them to be consistent at that level, dealing with that sort of stuff, the movement changes and things like that. So it, it's not something you can just get your own horse and sort of okay, I'm going to rip it around. So... We recommend, and then contact the clubs. They're all on the web EA website. Mm-hmm. Go through the clubs. That way you're going to make sure you have a coach, you're going to have a trained horse, and you're going to have people around that can sort of make sure it's all done correctly and safely. Mm-hmm.
0: Good, good. Okay, now is there a book that people can read? Is there a vaulting book you could recommend for people?
1: Yeah, there's Uka Readers. She's a German coach and judge. Yep. It's just called Vaulting. Okay. It's... Readily available, sort of, you know, you can look it up on Amazon on on things, so you can sort of find it there. It's a good book in respects. It's a very basic sort of solid, gives you a starting point to understand what's going on and gets you going up to things. So it's a good book for people wanting to sort of have some knowledge about bolting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good,
0: good. Okay, Darren, what are you looking forward to? You know, next 12 months, two years, what's your goals? Have you got good students coming on? Are you looking at going to WEG again? What do you think?
1: This year, I got uh, one of our junior girls. She went to the World of Vaulting Championships in, mm-hmm. in Everestop in Austria. Next year is a, basically a rebuilding year because, I mean, we're starting some new team members out to sort of redevelop the team of vaulters, of six vaulters. So we're starting a fresh grip, a new horse, and then some mix of new members. Our partidos, de they, they were looking to, two of our partidos are de looking to go to WEG, but when they moved it across to America, they decided not because it was going to end up being too expensive mm-hmm. to get over there with the sort of hiring the horses and things. It's much easier for us when it's in Europe because I mean there's a lot more horses there.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, yep, yep. And what about the ages? You know, because it, it cuts off at a certain age, doesn't it?
1: Well, the sport, yes. When they were in Europe and in competition, it used to stop when they were 18. Cause that's why it was really known as a youth sport. But yes. now what they're finding is that sort of a lot of the athletes the individuals and some of the sort of because the the movements they're doing then extended the there's no age limit anymore you can be 30 and oh, still do okay. it yep so yep. that's a big change for our sport and that's happened in the last sort of four years since the last week they've really sort of said well It's it up, we need to sort of keep our older vaulters, they can bring in so much to our sport and literally our world champions and the individual females and things like that, they're all in their mid-twenties and that now, so that's wonderful. But retaining more and more of the older vaulters as athletes and vaulters. That's
0: got to be a positive thing for the sport, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. certainly is. These guys are great role models and that's because, I mean, so the kids look up to them. And, you know, when they were 18, their choice beforehand was they had to stop competing in the team and they had to sort of then either become a lunger or a coach. But now they mm. can actually be active. But the thing is we're finding also that a lot of these older ones are also still getting into coaching, still getting into the lunging, but they're still keeping their active competition and the children seem to have these real good, great role models that are there actively involved in competing in the sport. Yes, yes.
0: All right. Now, Darren, can you sum up your philosophy into a lesson today?
1: My philosophy is basically if set a goal, dream big, work hard, work your bum off sort of thing, and you can get there. I mean, so like I really for me that came to – you know, the truth, when I got my team to the World Equestrian Games, little country bumpkin kids and we got to go to WEG because we worked our bums off and dreamed big.
0: Yep, yep, that's a good one. And I think that's a good one not just for vaulting but, you know, for all equestrian sports as well. You've got to have the dream first before you can do anything. You know, you've got somewhere, to, something to head towards. That's
1: great. That's exactly right. I mean, people, when we first sort of mentioned, oh, we might want to go to Weg they just said, oh, you guys, you know, you're from little country town of Boona, oh, you've got no hope. Mm, <laughs> and mm, we just mm. we were more determined and we worked our bums off and just basically mm-hmm. got ourselves there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's certainly done well. Darren, how can people contact you?
1: If they look up the EA, my contact details are there, sort of thing. I'm part of the Fatsa Club, so if they get onto Facebook and look up the Fatsa Fern Bolting Club, they mm-hmm. can... Find contacts there, so and we have a web page, Vaulting Australia. So, yeah, there's lots of ways to contact.
0: Great, and we can put you on our website too. So, it'll be Darren Fedrick.
1: Okay, <laughs> that sounds great to me. More, more <laughs> the merrier. <laughs>
0: okay, all right, great to talk to you today, Darren, and I hope to t- catch up with you again soon.
1: My pleasure, Venice. Bye. Bye.